Morning, everyone. Tuesday, March 14, the Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio. And a very good morning to you, wherever and however you were listening. Did you get that weather report? 35 degrees Thursday, pup. Tell, what was, was Friday 30 as well, did you yeah, say? Yeah, Friday 30, delayed summer. Friday, St. Patrick's Day, by the way. <sighs> There's an excuse. Get your green shirt on, take mm. it off, get some rays. How love are you, mate? Love it, love it. Draw, never in doubt, was it? The nah. Aussies? Nah. In India? Nah. Told you. <laughs> yeah, geez, uh, Travis Head struggles against spin, doesn't he? Oh, what about it? 90 yesterday for Travis Head as the Aussies got to uh, two for 175, just over an hour left in the day when they all shook hands and went, that'll do us on one of the more docile pitches you'll see. It offered very, very little. But 90 for Travis Head after he wasn't picked in the first test match, which has put so much egg on this selector's face. Has somebody come out and said we got it wrong yet? Because everyone's come, everyone <laughs> no, coming no. out at the time said, nah, we made the right decision. Is it still the right decision to not pick Travis Head in the first Test match? You know that's not going to happen. Mate. Well, I, again, I'll say it. I Being a selector is a tough gig. Don't get me wrong. But we, sh, we have to admit we got it wrong in not picking Steve Smith in our 2020 World Cup campaign. 100% we got that wrong. Oh, yeah. And 100% we got it wrong not picking Travis Head in that first Test match. So, no coincidence... We've lost both. We lost the T20 World Cup, underperformed. And we had every opportunity. When you look at this test series gone by, no matter how tough the wickets have been, we, we could have won the series. That's how close it should have been. It was that one hour at the end of the second well, test, it wasn't, which nah, pretty much in the end of the day. That's the result of it. But it was our selections in the first test. Because we could have. Mate, it's, it's mm. a precedent that we set. It, it's like, can you, just, can you imagine as well, Travis had around... Senior player, he's captain South Australia. His record in the last twelve months outstanding. Number four ranked Test batter in the world. Imagine the shock he would have got being told he's not being picked, and then he's around the group as well. Like everyone would have been going, "What has just happened here?" So yeah, we shot ourselves in the foot, but yeah, good good to uh, to have not won the last Test. Awesome to have won the third Test. Um, so there's some positives, but now we got the Test Championship against India. Uh, over in the UK, and then we've got an Ashes series. So let's also see what our preparation's like for that Ashes series. Hopefully we've learnt from, from what happened in India as well. Our cricket got better the more we played there. No coincidence. So let's hope we can make some smart decisions and go to England and, and win that Ashes series. Loza, a very good morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, morning, boys. Yeah, no, pretty good. Uh, watched a bit of that cricket yesterday. Uh, wasn't much happening. Boring, wasn't it? Yeah, it was boring. I prefer the first couple of test matches where we we got a result. But um, anyway, Australia uh, got selections wrong and they didn't make this series a priority because they didn't go over there and prepare as best they possibly could to give themselves the best chance of winning. Pup mentioned the Ashes. I'm sure they will prepare a lot better. They'll go over there. And they have got that World Test Championship game too, which helps their prep against India. Um, but Travis Head, yeah, he should have been right in there for the get go. Uh, from the get go, uh, he's just proven himself to be a player in all conditions. Um, and again, wasn't the same question mark around Usman Khawaja? Right, <laughs> like he was they probably did our the same second best. They, they dropped him in Sri Lanka. I think he played yeah. one Test match, got out against mm. spin. They dropped him, said he couldn't play spin. <laughs> Mate, it's 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 unbelievable. Like the greatest example is look at Ricky Ponting's first tour to India. <laughs> I think he's, I think he scored four runs in four tests. Mm. Then he found a way. He adapted. He's a, you know. I'm assuming when you first player. go there, when you've never experienced so that hard. type of pitch, Mate, 
Ask Alex Carey. Even the best players yeah. of spin, it's it's different. It's a different place to play spin bowling. It yeah. takes time to adjust, to, you know, to work out that inconsistent bounce, to work out what shots are appropriate, to, you know, to that variation. It, it, it takes time. You've got to give guys an opportunity. And that's why I was, even if they started with Travis Head, gave him a couple of tests and they and he didn't perform, he, the selectors could justify that. But to not pick him in the first test, it's exactly what that England did with Anderson and Broad when oh, they come to Australia. They just tried to get too funky. Yep. Overthinking it. Yeah. Overthinking it and trying to go Give with the best players go with the stats. First chance, yeah. that's for sure. Yep. Rather than going, no, this bloke's in good form. His confidence <laughs> levels are high. Yeah. He's, he, he batted brilliantly here in the summer. We give him the opportunity first and foremost. The other thing I do, Renshaw now. What's Renshaw thinking? Oh, my God. Am I opening the batting? Am I batting in the middle order? How am I going to get picked for well, Australia? It, it, what am I going to go back and do with Queensland now? He never goes to India again. Mate, like it's, it's <laughs> They go ridiculous. to him. Mate, you're not a good player of a spin anymore. So yeah. any subcontinent tour, you're not in it. And you look silly, as, you look silly now because every, all of us... Past players and fans go, okay, it seems like, even if I disagree with the selection or the non-selection of Travis Head, I respect they are saying horses for courses. Okay, you're going to go with that, cool. First test in England, how do they pick David Warner? Yeah. How, how, yeah. how do they justify that if they do pick David Warner now? Well, that, that's a good point. Um, I don't know where Davey sits at the moment. Do you think he goes to the Ashes? I'd take him. I'm a, I'm a hundred percent taking him, and he's playing first test. Yeah. Mate, it's exactly the same. I'm going to say to that mate, I, I want you're a massive player for us in this Ashes series. You can win us this series. Mm. I'm pumping his tyres. I'm making sure he's fit. He's healthy. He's playing his best cricket. He's prepared. Then he's got Test Championship mm. as well, an opportunity. Make gets runs under his belt in those conditions, and then mate, let mm. him go first test. Go and dominate. Go and take him have, on. Have we, if he doesn't perform. Yeah. Then you can drop him. Have we found the replacement for him? No, he's, he's as in no, tra- as in Travis Head. So when Warner goes, Travis Head's number five. So so you Travis leaving, Head is not, not opening the batting in England conditions. No way. So you're not in Australia. No, no, no. Travis Head is number five. He opened the batting in India because David Warner got injured. Yep. That's that would be my take. Travis said he's locked in though at number five. So Steve Smith at number four. Labashan number three. Warner and Kawaja, I would be keeping it, especially right now. I would be backing those senior players for this big series. Mm. If they don't perform, then like every player, you can drop them. Yeah. You know, Davey, I think Davey might retire after the Ashes anyway, but I'd be giving him a crack for yeah. sure. So I, I, I love uh, Head as a, as a batsman. And I know, again, different conditions over yep. there. But I, I, I think because we don't actually know who our next opener is going to be, yep. I think I'd be in the league. Confident enough to throw Travis Head in there. Well, he's not a bad plan B yeah. if Davey doesn't perform. That's what I mean. Yeah. As in, but that's what I, see. I think Renshaw. I think Renshaw is a better opener in Test cricket than he is middle order player. Mm. I think you got Cameron Bancroft, who scored a lot of runs this year with WA. Uh, you obviously got Usman already in there. You got Davey Warner. You've got it, when he can get himself fit and healthy. You got Pukowski as well who can come back into the frame. I'd like him to have a full season with Victoria though. Um, like there's five. Mm. Uh, you need two out of that five. And then you've got the option as well. I, I think Travis Head is going to be a much better middle order player for us, mm. for Australia, than top order in all the conditions around the world. But if, if it's in the middle of an Ashes series, mate, he's a very good plan B if Davey mm. does make no runs. Yeah, no, I, I think he's proven 
himself like over the last mm. eighteen months. See, I'm not taking. I wouldn't. I'm not. Ta- I'm not picking Hanscom for example for England conditions. Yeah. I think I think Peter Hanscom played beautifully in India, um, got his opportunity and rightly so with Cameron Green being injured. Um, but I don't think I'd be I don't think I would be selecting Hanscom against a moving ball in England. You can maybe take him in your squad, mm. but I, I don't think I'd have him no. in my starting eleven, for example. No yeah, I, I'd be going back to like I say, Travis at five, Cameron Green at six. And I'd be backing the experienced Dave Warner to come good when we need him. So an exclusive with Latrell Mitchell on the back page of the Daily Telegraph today under the headline, This Stops With Me, I'm Fighting For Every Indigenous Person Who Suffers From Racial Abuse. And uh, just some comments on, uh, well, him dealing with that incident last Thursday night, which is still being investigated. And uh, all indications are that the 15-year-old is denying... Uh, saying what was alleged, although South's players are remaining steadfast, as is Mitchell, uh, that it was said. Anyway, we'll see how the investigation unfolds. But uh, Latrell just saying here that, you know, he feels like he has to call it out as it's unacceptable in society as it is in rugby league. It's something he's had to deal with his whole life and therefore it's important for him to call out such abuse uh, immediately and uh, as he should. And on the back page of the City Morning Herald, uh, under the headline, he's setting an example for the next generation. Uh, Yesterday, a couple of young kids, about 11 or 12 years of age, from Lightning Ridge in Sydney, I think for the first time in their lives, just stumbled past South's training. Latrell gets them on the field and has a kick with them, etc. I think they went and retrieved all his balls when he did some goal-kicking practice. So there's the mark of the man, Loss. Great to see. Yeah, well, he's a leader in the Indigenous community. He's a leader with South Sydney. He's a leader off the field. And um, these young kids uh, idolise him. Uh, So it was great to see them at Redfern Oval there yesterday. Um, But, yeah, I think we've got to wait and see what the investigation brings. We know that it's unacceptable, uh, racism in sport uh, and in society in, in general. Um, you know, we, uh, well, you know, Latrell even said, uh, has uh, himself has said that, you know, he's put up with it all his life, as has a lot of Indigenous people, uh, not only rugby league players. So um, it's something that we don't uh, envisage to be talking about a lot, uh, in particular this day and age, uh, where people are certainly very uh, much more educated than what they were 20, 30 years ago, but it's still happening. And I think. You know, Jason Demetrio said it succinctly at the press conference on Friday night. He just can't believe it still happens uh, in this day and age. But anyway, we move on. We'll see what the investigation brings. But he's got a lot of support around him, Latrell. Um, it is a massive uh, Indigenous club, South Sydney. They do a lot of work in that space. Um, they're very connected to the community there in Redfern. Um, and again, you know, it's something that we don't like to be talking about. But as Latrell himself has said, you've got to call it out when it happens. Uh, Also back page of the papers, Roosters prove Teddy still number one. Back page of the telly, the Herald, Tedesco set to sign extension at Roosters. So this emerged uh, yesterday evening. The James Tedesco is set to re-sign for another year there at Bondi Junction. So that's until the end of 2025. He was off contract at the end of next year. He'll be 33 years of age at the end of 2025. Uh, Yesterday, before the story was broken, Tedesco spoke, said he wants to stay at the club for as long as he can. 100% he and Joseph Swali'i can coexist, and that he definitely wants to finish his career at the Roosters. Now, is this 
a smart play, do you see, by the Roosters, just to sort of dull the story, considering, you know, that he and Swali are off contract at the same time next year? Or does it just delay the inevitable? Because, let's face it, there are people uh, people linked to Swali who have said openly that the club's going to have to make a choice. Well, it's a bit of both. I mean, they've got Tedesco on their books now, and he's keen to stay, so they can extend him for another year. Joseph Swali'i uh, only uh, wants to take out one-year options, and that's his choice because he's keeping his options open. Now, he'll always have rugby union there chasing him. He'll always have a number of NRL clubs chasing him. But I suppose he wants to see where he gets an opportunity at fullback. Um, but the Roosters are a club that we know can keep their players. But if you've got three $1 million players on your salary cap, it can get your salary cap out of whack, I'm assuming, because you've got other players there on seven, dollars $800,000. Uh, and how many of them can you carry? Um, so Joseph wants to play fullback. If that's his main priority, then he's going to have to leave because James Tedesco will be there for another three years. Um, so he's got to make a decision on what's in the best interest of his footy career. He's in a good, strong program at the moment. He's got a coach that he loves playing under. But if it comes down to he wants to play fullback, then he will move on. But if he's happy in the system, he's happy to learn his craft under Robinson and wait for Tedesco to move on, um, then then he'll stay. But the other issue they've got is they've got Joey Manu. And Joey Manu's made it clear too that he, he'd like a crack at fullback. So if you've got all three of them there that want that number one shirt, you're probably going to lose one of them. Yeah, still, if, if that's their priority is to play fullback. You still feel something's got to give at some point in this situation. Because well, if I, they all want to play fullback, mm. at some stage one of them are going to move. Mm. And the Roosters just made a smart decision. They signed New South Wales captain, Roosters captain, Australian captain. Like, oh, is, is this even a conversation? This dude is still, the, if he's not the best player in rugby league at the moment, he's in the top five. So I, I know there's, there's young talent right behind him chasing his position. Awesome. That's great for the sport. That's great for the Roosters. But, mate, you got, he's the New South Wales and Australian captain. That's, of course, they're going to re-sign him. Like, we're talking like Tedesco's career's over. He's finished. He's still in his prime. He's playing brilliant rugby league. No-brainer. Of course, re-sign him. Pay him the million bucks or whatever he's on. And then the young kid has a choice. So me personally, yeah. I think Joseph will go to Rugby Union. Mm. Mm. At I, some I, point. I think at some point he'll, he'll head to Rugby Union. I, 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 I can see him just playing at the 2027 World Cup here mm. in Australia. Yeah. They've got a Lions tour in 2025 as well, which might be a carrot. Because mm. he's off contract at the end of next year. So that's 2024. That's that's where it'll get interesting because the Lions two is a carrot in twenty twenty five is and then obviously as you say we've got a World Cup at home in twenty seven. Yeah, I, I think that would be enticing for him, the World Cup, and they'll pay him a fortune as well. Oh, no doubt, <laughs> so they should. no doubt they'll probably pay him more than what he can get in rugby league. He'd certainly earn more in an, in rugby union overseas, mm. um, but I did, yeah, and they'll they'll pay him big money here in Australia. But I, I think. I think the World Cup would be sitting there and he'd be thinking about that. I, I, I really do. I think at some stage in his career he'll go to a rugby union and I reckon because it's only four years' time, I think, sure that's why only I think for he'll one play year. for a couple more years with the Roosters and then move across to rugby union. I did watch the footage as well that Buzz was talking about yesterday on radio. I went and rewatched it. Absolutely zero chance 
did he didn't pass the board at Tedesco because of no, because don't. he hadn't but, but, signed but, the contract. But once again, Buzz mate, didn't say that. Buzz unbelievable. Didn't say that. Completely just, he, he, mate, he, the kid's a superstar. He thought he was going to score in the corner. Yeah. I'll tell you what. And though. they still scored. Mm. They he still did, He did stuff it up. He should, have, yeah. he should have passed but, it. <laughs> tell me a player that hasn't made a mistake. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. And that's the point Buzz yeah. was making. But one of the things... Mate, you... if, hang on yeah. a second. I disagree with that. Why is there even an article about... If Tedesco's not on the inside, is there an article? Yeah, look, that highlighted mate, just... The, that's the, the point he's saying. That's not the point he wrote. Just... If you're writing about it, he's writing it because he's making out there's a perception that these two have got beef because they both want to play fullback. No. That's how it could be interpreted. That's how... Mate, did you watch Fox 360 last night? Yes, I did. That's exactly how the other <laughs> journalists interpret it as well. And Brayton Astor interpreted it. But, yeah. but that's just a footy awareness thing too, yes. by Joseph. Yeah, exactly. In, in rugby union... Not rugby union. In under-20s or under-19s or in age football, you get away with that. Mm. He can get away with that. Which but my, sure my question to did. you is, Loz, but, but, was it anything to do with James no, Tedesco? No, I don't think so. No, no. He's just made a a horrible decision mm. that could have cost his team in the end. Yeah. Thankfully, it didn't. And they again, still a lot of people do make that choice of course. and make that wrong decision. But that just sort of showed me he's still got a lot to learn because yeah. he's still got that schoolboy instinct in him. And you love that about certain players. Mm. But the best option, the safest option would have been on the to make sure that you set your fullback up yep. because you pass it to him. I know he dropped one earlier in the day too, yeah. uh, Tedesco, which was unlike him, but nine times out of ten, he's, he's going to score. Where did, where did he play in rugby? Played fullback. Okay. So do you think that is his ideal position in league? Because I know he, might, he wants to play full, but is that is that... His best position, do you think? Oh, mate, I saw him at the World Cup play fullback, and he he got better as he went through the the series. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think a talented player like him could adapt to most positions. Yeah. Okay. I think they're doing the right thing at the moment by obviously with Tedesco. If they didn't have Tedesco or Joey Manu in the team, yeah, he probably would. Well, be actually, fullback. that's sort of bad. Would Joey Manu, if Tedesco gets injured, who plays number one for the Roosters At the right moment, now? It's Joey Manu. Joey Manu. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's the Golden Boot winner. Yeah. Like he was sensational for New Zealand in the World Cup. I know they're talking about um, playing Manu as a six, six if something yeah, happened to, to Kiri. So that'd be an option too if you got. Manu was a six, but I don't see him as a natural number six. Although, depending on who who he's got as his halfback, he could be a running six. Mm. Um, but he's just, he's a wonderful player, Joey Manu. Mm. Yeah. They've just got so much strike, but they just haven't come together as a team early in the season. Look, a lot of injuries too for the Roosters, but I'm interested to see whether Weira Hargreaves is back this week with Nathan Brown from Parramatta, who they've just signed, is included in the squad this week. Mm. Victor Radley's back into the team. You got a couple of firebrands there to take on South Sydney this weekend, and if they all play, what did they learn out of that semi-final loss last year, where they just lost their heads completely, mm. and they tried to win phys- the physical battle rather than winning the game of football, and that's where they lost the plot. Oh, it's going to be a great night, Allianz Stadium Friday night. Uh, Willow from Windsor. What night do you want NRL three sixty next week, Clark? Yeah, I might Fair actually, question. I might text Brace. I might get on there. There was a bit of a, a I might get last on there night, actually watching the show. There was a bit of a call for you to. Mate. Maybe get on. I know nothing about <laughs> footy. But what I know is what I saw yesterday, 
there, I'd there's, love to see there's it. There's zero bitterness between two players, and no play. Oh, these two players wouldn't. They haven't got a selfish bone in their body. They would not hog the ball, and not pass it to each other, based on they both want to play fullback. Like, give me a break. But I, I, I mate, I know zero about footy. I'm like. I'm like my dad, my grandfather, my mates. I love the sport, mm. but I, I know nothing. I okay. never played. I never played at the highest level. Okay, say you're playing, you're invited. There's a Legends match on Allianz Stadium, two yes. on one. Yes. You've got Loz on your outside. No chance you're I'm going myself. I'm hogging going... it. <laughs> if I think I can score, I'm definitely <laughs> hogging it. And if I give it to Loz, I'm never getting it back because he's certainly hogging it. I'd give you a serve. <laughs> I'd take the serve as long as I scored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if I didn't, you, score, if didn't score, then I'd be in deep trouble. Yeah, that's, of course. Ha- that's happened a lot where you're giving someone a serve during a game because they've taken the ball away from you when you wanted it. But they've scored. But they scored and then you just, yeah, well done, mate. It's but like it, a high five that yeah. you really don't mean. Yeah, that's exactly right. You don't celebrate the yeah. tries hard, don't you? <laughs>